0: From the tech sideline high-tech studios in blacksburg virginia it's tuesday november 14th 2023 and this is tsl today we hope you enjoy the new audio format of tsl today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything hokey sports For your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we'll sit down with managing editor David Cunningham to talk all things tech men's and women's hoops, how much we found out about those squads, a look ahead to the next week, and where tech football could go bowling in 2023. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by The Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to The Hokie Way support Hokies and IL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. Well, Tech Men's Basketball is back in action on Wednesday against Campbell, a team picked 12th in the CAA and a team coming off of a 14-point loss to East Carolina. The women are back in action Thursday against Houston Christian. They're 0-2 and are coming off of losses to both Rice and Sam Houston State. Should be two wins for the Hokies this week, but as I bring David Cunningham into this thing, I want to ask you, what do you want to see from both sides? I
1: think... um... On the men's side, I want to see better defense, just defensive improvement. Um, this is a group that um, let let South Carolina shoot over fifty percent from the field, uh, sixty over sixty percent in the second half. Offense is not exactly the problem. I mean, Tech Tech can get better on on the offensive end, but as I brought up on the podcast on Monday. Tech ranks 16th in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Defense is 141. That's not good. Uh, You got to figure out ways to defend better, and it needs to be more like if if for some reason Robbie Barron and and MJ Collins are not those guys, you need to figure it out. And these are the types of games this week to figure that stuff out. Because guess what? Next week, you're down in Orlando, and you're playing – Th- but t- probably three teams that went to the NCAA tournament last year. You're like if you you know South Carolina was not a good team last year, should be better this year. But if you let if you run into a team like you're playing Boise State in the opening game, you let Boise State shoot fifty or sixty percent from the field, you're gonna get killed. Yeah. If you let if you run into even VCU, mm-hmm. you can't let these good teams shoot that well. The offense will come, but. Tech needs to improve on the defensive end. As far as the women, I'm very interested to see what the rotation looks like. I hope that this week we get to see more of the freshmen. Uh, I think Clara Strack needs an opportunity. Her, Karis Baker, maybe even Samaya Suffren. Get them going. We saw a lot of Carly Wenzel. um, But I also think it's a good opportunity to get somebody like Rose Mishaw kind of into the fold. I think before you go down to the Cayman Islands, if you're Virginia Tech, you need to get Rose Mishaw on board because that's a big piece that's missing in terms of the 1 through 5 if you don't have a 4 that's a big hole she didn't play much uh, and now Olivia Sumiel played better if if she is the the person that's going to fill that role instead of Mishaw, so be it but that is kind of the biggest question i have going into
0: this one is what is what does that look like going forward Hitting on just the men for a minute, you mentioned the defense, and I really wanted to talk about this. On a scale of one to ten, we're like two games in, but how concerned are you about Tech's defense this year? Um ten being the most. Ten being the most concerned, yes. I would say like a six. Okay. Okay. Why is that so?
1: Uh because uh I think it's kinda like pushing seven. Now I will get a really I I will be down in Orlando next week. I will get a really good glimpse of what this team is going to be like. I worry that Tech does not have enough good one-on-one defenders. Mm-hmm. Hunter Kator is a good defender. Champaudul is getting better. But, but like, you know, and and Lindk and are fine. They're okay. Um they could be better on the inside, but if you're going to win basketball games, like like I was I was impressed with Makai Long. But if you're gonna see like like Tech started MJ Collins and Robbie Barron and took them out for what I would guess is defensive reasons. Mm-hmm. Because Robbie Barron had a team high seven points in the first half. It wasn't like his I mean, yes, he jacked up a three and bricked it, but like I don't I don't think there was anything outrageous that like you know, if, 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 i if i think it all goes back to defense, and I don't think he was necessarily defending well. And that that's a problem. This team was very, very mediocre mm-hmm. on the defensive end last year and had Justin Mutz. Now you lose Justin Mutz, Somebody's gotta fill that role. And if you have no Justin Mutz and you have you don't have Grant Basili inside who can make up who could make up for it in some ways with his scoring last year. Man, it's it, it. Things do not look bright, but the hope is, in my opinion, there's a lot of time. There's time to get things right. Not much time. A couple weeks. You know, December third is going to be here before we know it. That's Louisville. That's the C, That's the ACC opener. Not a lot of time between now and then. But you got a week or two to kind of tinker with things. You go down to Auburn. But the other thing is, if you want any shot at making the NCAA tournament, you have to win some of these yes. non-conference
0: games. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, no doubt about that. Only 18 minutes for MJ Collins in Charlotte. Only 17 for Robbie Barron. And I want to say off the top of my head, he only played two minutes in the second half. So I think,
1: yeah, I think it was like three.
0: three. And I think Collins yeah. played like five.
1: It wasn't a lot. Which is where I come back to, if not them, then who? And... Like Robbie Barron, I said this on the podcast, was brought in to play defense. If he's not playing defense, why is he here? And yeah. and that's not a shot at Robbie Barron. That's more of a a question as to you brought this kid in, why is why is he not getting it? And Mike Young and, and the reason why I'm not like at a nine or ten is because it's early. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a six is all right because because we obviously have last year's results. Tech was not a good defensive team last year. But when Mike Young answered my question after the South Carolina game and said, there are just a couple guys that need a little more seasoning, I'm wondering if, and we will find out probably on Wednesday night, if things have been ramped up a little bit more now, if there's more intensity, if that was kind of a wake-up call, that, hey, it's not going to be easy, you need, like, as a whole, we have to play better defense. I don't know. We'll find out more Uh now, Campbell, I don't expect much from. I The biggest questions I have are about Virginia Tech and, and how this team looks defensively, and also about the rotation. And I'm curious to see Brandon Recksteiner and, and Jaden Young, two of the freshmen, get a little bit
0: more minutes. Two games you should win, Campbell, Wofford. Then you go to Orlando like you talked about, and then you have Boise State, and then potentially Iowa State, or VCU, or maybe even a collision course with Buzz Williams and Texas A&M at one point. Florida Florida, Florida Atlantic's down yeah, there too. No I went to yeah, the Final, yeah. Final Four, four last, year. last year. So with that being said, two weeks from now, how much are we going to know about the Hokies?
1: We're going to know everything, I think. Um, I, I think. I think after that third game in Orlando... We will have a very good sense of what this team looks like. I think we already have a little bit of a sense of what this team looks like offensively. Champaudeau is the guy. We know that. How does everybody complement them? If Melojean Potit and Lynn Kidd continue to to put good put good numbers up, I don't expect them to combine for 21 points per game against teams in the ACC throughout the season. But I would I think like 15, 16. You know, getting maybe eight and eight from each of them i think that's a fair ask there are enough sets and enough pl- possessions in the game to get them six or eight points each uh every game might be a little bit of an ask tech has to score from that four spot whether it's Makai long or whether it's robbie baron that is the biggest question i have right now the second biggest question is if not mj collins then who and, and I know people are going to be like, well, Rodney Rice. Yeah, um, who knows if Rodney Rice, one, would have been healthy enough to play so early. Who knows what he would have been like on the defensive end. Uh, now, But again, it comes back to, if not Collins, then who? Do you play Tyler Nickel more? Y- you got to find a guy who, A, can score, and B, can play good defense. And I don't know how many of those guys Tech has right now. We will find out a lot more against really good competition over
0: the next... What five games? Yeah, Tyler Nickel can score, but defend, defend, defend. That's got to be a big thing. For the women, Houston Christian and UNC Greensboro—they're probably going to win those two games by a combined near a hundred points, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But then you have the Cayman Islands tournament with Kansas and Tulane before, obviously, going to LSU. And you talked about it a little bit earlier, but I wanted to mention specifically the rotation. Rose Mishaw played seven minutes in the first quarter against Iowa. She did not come back into the game. And it was in the Olivia first half. first half, I'm sorry. And then it was Olivia Summy all the rest of the way. Do you see there being a change there in the starting five, or is it still a little bit too early? I think it's too early. But that does kind of I don't
1: want to say red flag, but that does kind of uh perk my ears up, so to speak. Uh I thought that was interesting. Now maybe that was a matchup thing. I think back to last season, Taylor Soul came in and she was, she had some good games, but there were some games where she was off. It was not until early January that Virginia Tech really got her going. And it was that road game at Miami that Virginia Tech lost. Taylor Soul played very well and it was kind of her coming out party. And then Tech played a game or two and then lost to Duke. And in that loss to Duke, Taylor Soul was the only player who actually played well in that game. Rose Mishaw didn't do much. Taylor Soul was at least doing a little bit. Um, and I hate to compare the two, but that that is who she's following. She's following in the footsteps of Taylor Soul in that role. My biggest thing is I don't know if you know some of the stuff that Taylor Soul could do last year could not be replicated by anybody. I don't know how much they're asking Rose Mishaw to do, but I don't know if it's necessarily so much that it can't be replicated by Olivia Sumiao, who, by the way, did not have her best offensive game, but helped Tech in other ways. Uh, I'd like to see her get more playing time and and take some some more steps, particularly offensively in terms of confidence. She hit some threes on the pick and pop at Wake Forest. She needs to do that consistently for for this Tech offense to get continue to get better if she's in. Um, but that kind of raises my eyebrows and, and makes me wonder what Tech is trying to do behind the scenes. Again, Thursday night, I'm sure we'll find out a lot more about just what Tech is
0: expecting from Murrow's Mishaw and how he, she's kind of meeting those expectations. The Iowa game also confirmed that, man, Carly Wenzel's a baller, and she's going to play quite a bit and really help out this team.
1: She's good, man. She's fun. She sat here on the on the tech sideline set. Uh, I was not on that, but I, I can imagine after you know after hanging out with her for thirty minutes and writing a feature on her back in September, she's she's an awesome person to be around. I'm sure those on set had a great time with her too. And you you can just see her personality. Um, you know, for for those of you who did not watch, I encourage you to go watch the post game interview um, after the Iowa game. She was joking, and she's. She joked that this is my second ever college game and I'm being asked to to guard the best player in the country and Caitlin Clark. You can imagine where my head is at. Um, she's very smart. She's a great player. I, I, I think, and Kenny Brooks hit the, on this a little bit the last two games, because I asked him about Carly in the game before, in the opener against High Point. And he said, he kind of joked that, oh, maybe she's just a baller and she doesn't need practice like Alan iverson and after the iowa game he mentioned we need to get her to practice better but she's she's a she you know she has it when the lights come on not sure what's going on with carly in practice maybe you know sometimes there are just those type of players that just don't necessarily practice well she has it when the lights come on, and that's what matters. And um, I think you'll slowly see her get more and more playing time as she gains Kenny Brooks' trust. She's so fun to watch. Um, it was it was kind of eye opening because we haven't really seen her do much, and she had that that one basket in the first half where she just kind of like sliced right through the Iowa defense, got to the rack, hit the layup, and got a foul. Mm-hmm. She just has this swagger, this confidence, where she knows she can score, and she's scoring on like on Caitlin Clark on one of the best teams in the country. That's not something that redshirt freshmen necessarily can do everywhere. So I'm I'm very excited to see kind of how her career a progresses at Tech, but also this season kind of where where she fits into this this whole rotation.
0: I want to focus on football real fast before we go and specifically bowl projections. Now, obviously, Virginia Tech has to still win one more game to go bowling, but at five and five and with NC State and Virginia coming up, you got to be feeling pretty good. And of course, it's going to be affected whether or not you finish six and six or seven and five. But I did want to get your thoughts on the bowl projections by some of the major outlets Action Network had the Military Bowl versus Memphis. CBS Sports had the Military Bowl versus Memphis. 247 had the Military Bowl versus SMU. And just for fun, I had to throw this in. Big Game Boomer had the Pinstripe Bowl versus Maryland, which I I don't think people would enjoy. And then ESPN, uh, both Armed Forces Bowl versus Iowa State, and absolutely my favorite, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl versus Tennessee. I wanted to get your takeaways on that. It, I, it's going to be military bowl or bust. I yeah. think w- one of the
1: things is, and, and for those of you who might say, Oh, I don't like going up to Annapolis. The thing about it is if the military bowl has an option, it's going to take a Virginia tech. Um, I don't know if tech will reach the threshold of being able to get to the Duke's mail bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but tech, if tech gets bowl eligible, the military bowl is definitely an option and the thing is, there is not a single team in the ACC that would bring more fans and does bring more fans to A, D.C., or B, Annapolis than Virginia Tech. And that is the bottom line. And so every single time there is an opportunity, the Military Bowl is going to take Tech up on it. Um, and as much as that might stink, I don't know. I, I think for those who are trying to travel around Christmas and around the holidays – Traveling to Annapolis might be a little bit easier than traveling to the, arm, say, Armed Forces Bowl. Um, and I've also kind of, you know, Chris Coleman joked about this yesterday. I've also had a lot. Uh, I've had enough with Charlotte. Um, I think Bel- Charlotte it out. I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, two basketball games there, two media days there. I mean, it just, it, 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 I've been there like five or six times this year and stayed in different places every single time. And um, at some point, I would just like to go somewhere else. Um cool place, cool city. I like it, but but I, I think military bowl is probably the place that tech will end up if, if tech makes a bowl game. The, I'm not even gonna acknowledge the pinstripe bowl because that is outlandish and it's not <laughs> going to happen. Especially the same matchup from two years ago. It's not gonna happen. But I, I do think you know, tech makes tech gets a seven and five, it'll make decisions a little bit more interesting in terms of what bowl games might want tech. I don't know if like the Gator Bowl might be an option. Um, yeah. I it, it will depend on everybody else in the ACC in terms of overall wins, I believe. Um, but I don't know. But my guess is, I mean, if I had to put money on it, Military Bowl or bust. And that's just because so many alumni up in that area, tech travels well there. Very easy travel. I mean, you can travel from Northern Virginia to Annapolis in less than two hours. So... Makes it very easy for a good majority of Virginia Tech alums to get there. Um, two days after Christmas, honestly, at this rate, a bowl, you know, going to any bowl is an is an achievement. It's an accomplishment about? for this group. Um, you know, Brent Pry was asked about it a little bit today and talked about those fifteen practices or 10, 15, whatever they are how you fit those in doesn't really matter just that you have them and you have those that many more opportunities to work with your kids. So um, Virginia Tech making the bowl would be a bowl would be huge military bowl or bust.
0: Probably. Yeah, probably. So at seven and five, I think you'd have a shot to go to Charlotte, but then again, you look around the ACC, Carolina has fallen off. They could slide into that slot um, NC State's obviously playing better, so could see them there as well. But yeah, no, without a doubt, Military Bowl is on Wednesday, December 27th. But a lot of Northern Virginia Hokies, DC Hokies, and as a backstory, too, both teams typically stay in DC for Bowl week and then yeah. they bust to Annapolis. So it creates a, a fun Bowl week scenario. As I, I don't know what I did with the mic there, but <laughs> um. But, yeah, no, it, it should be a whole lot of fun, and I'm excited to see what happens in the next few weeks. David, you have a crazy few weeks coming up, so describe that. Um, tell the, the listeners what's coming up on Tech Sideline and why they should subscribe at this time.
1: Well, uh, let's see. Uh, today is Tuesday, and next Wednesday, after covering four basketball games and a football game on Saturday, um, four other basketball games Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, The following Wednesday, next Wednesday, I will drive down to Orlando. Going to be in Orlando all Thanksgiving week. Three basketball games, full coverage, probably six or seven or eight stories from down there. I'll be very busy. Um, I am sneaking in a trip to Disney on the following Monday. The following Tuesday, I'm going to drive to Auburn. Uh, Men play there on Wednesday. And then Thursday, I'll drive to Baton Rouge, where the women play that night and then drive back Friday or Saturday. So it's going to be a long week and a half. I'm going to miss the Tech-UVA game. I might have to uh, cut. I I say Friday or Saturday I'll come back because Virginia Tech football right now still has a little bit of a chance to play in that that game I won't mention in Charlotte (laughs) on December 2nd, which would be crazy. Um, So I have not decided when exactly I'm going to travel because there could be a chance I'm traveling straight to Charlotte. Um, But very very chaotic very crazy thankfully we have andy bitter who's going to be in charlottesville and we'll cover the uva game it very very well and uh yeah it'll be it'll be fun um i'm very excited i know the weather in orlando will be very nice so yes. i'm not going to complain about that um but it's going to be weird being away from blacksburg for like almost two
0: weeks yeah yeah david thanks as always appreciate it man that was david cunningham i'm carter hill and that was your tuesday installment of tsl today